Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Chris Renton joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Takes the Skinhead Bowling. Priceless mid-80s indie rock from Camper Van Beethoven in honor of the Memphis Grizzlies who are doing some kind of bowling event today. They are doing a bowling event. We'll be talking to, it begins at 4 o'clock. You can go to uh, grizzlies.com for details. Fans are invited. It's to benefit St. Jude. And Pete Pranica will be joining us in the next segment to talk about it uh last night the uh the 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 biggest game on display was between the presumptive number one pick in the draft and the presumptive number two pick in the draft uh and i don't know if you were able to see any of it but victor wambanyama is wambanyama is unbelievably good he is whatever seven three he hit seven threes five blocks um, just, I know you don't like unicorn, uh, but, uh, the phrase unicorn, but he does seem to be one. It is wildly overused, but he's, he's an unbelievable player. Where would you least like him to go as a Grizzlies fan? And where would you most like him to go as a fan of the Grizzlies or the NBA? Um, I, the second part I'll do first and I'll say, I kind of like, obviously you want him to go East. Right. Um, I, I kind of like Charlotte. Him and LaMelo Ball would be fun. Charlotte hasn't had a lot to get be excited about. Um, so I, I'm going to go Charlotte would be my pick of where to send him. Um, and I'm going to send Scoot Henderson to Orlando because they need <laughs> they need a lead guard to like get that team organized finally. Um, you know, I think... How would you feel about him? How would you, let me throw out some places. How would you feel about Wembenyama in New York? The Knicks, finally. I'm bo- I'm bored with the Knicks. I don't I don't need the Knicks to ever be good again. I'm, I'm, They've I'm done never with, been done good. The they haven't been good in since the early '70s. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't care. I'm done with the Knicks. I'm done with the Lakers. I I, I, I don't need I don't need I don't All care. Right. I don't care about the Knicks. If he goes west, if he goes west, the two places that I have identified that I would want him to go as someone who uh, wishes good things for the Memphis Grizzlies are either Utah or Sacramento. Yeah, I think Utah is the best answer to that. I mean, they're they're really starting. I mean, they haven't even started their rebuild yet. They're still in the destruction mode. They haven't they don't haven't haven't really done the building mode unless you really believe in, you know, Ochai Agbaji or Walter Walker Kessler or whatever. Um, I mean, San Antonio is sort of starting from nothing too, but there's a track record there at least. Yeah, but so I, I don't you don't Antonio, want you don't want them to get another number one center. No, you're right. Um, I, I think Utah is where I would most. If I, if I if I had to send him west, Utah would be my pick of where I would send him. Um, you know, I think 
Houston and OKC of the bad teams you would worry about because there's some real building blocks right. in place there. The real nightmare scenario here, though, is that the Laker the Lakers <laughs> are terrible, and that pick is unprotected, and it's going to New Orleans. That is, in, in a, there there's there would be a certain sweetness to it because. Uh, the Lakers would be miserable, but yes, no, that would fade, and then you'd have it. Would that would be ridiculous? And I don't think New Orleans deserves it, honestly, as a franchise. I just don't. They, I, they've already they've already had two number one overall picks, right? And I don't think I, they've I, been victimized. This, this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lottery form, by the way. I, I I would like to see is that you can't have. There are only so many number one overall picks you can have in a certain time frame. Like, New Orleans has had two. You're done now. You're done for a while. Minnesota's had two. You're done for a while. Grizzlies have never had one. Grizzlies have never had one. That's, by the way, the NHL has instituted that. The NHL has instituted, you have a certain limit. I don't, you know, so many within a certain period. Uh, Right. They're, they're sick of the best players in the league going to send, going to Edmonton, <laughs> honestly, uh, and uh, and so that's why they did it. I think that makes sense. Do you think there will be? Obviously, the lottery is so flat that the odds are so flat that it disincentivizes tanking. On the other hand, it's still it is the way to build a team, isn't it? I mean, even if you don't get the number one pick, it is the way to build a team. And we're seeing Utah. We're seeing. Uh, San Antonio, we're certainly seeing teams disembowel themselves in the pursuit of maybe both of these players. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a sort of a franchise life cycle kind of thing. And I don't, it doesn't bother me that much when it's part of a natural cycle when you're like Sacramento and you've been terrible for for forever. Or at this point, Oklahoma City, like it's getting a little ridiculous. ridiculous. Let's get on with it already. But like, to me, like San Antonio, Utah, like I have no problem with that, or Indiana. I think they reached a certain point where they, they went as far as they were going to go with what they had, and you hit a restart button, and then you start to, you begin the rebuild. And that's partly destruction and partly like trying to get some high picks. And to me, as long as you don't spring it out too long, it doesn't really bother me that much. Before I get to the uh, NBA survey, uh, the GM survey uh, over at NBA.com, we have had some players make their – uh, re-entrances. Ben Simmons, after 400-plus games, he got booed two nights ago, missing free throws at home. But it felt like by Philadelphia fans who were there. Um, you had a Kawhi Leonard making his return, and you had Zion making his return. Uh, how do you think it'll go for those three? Um, I, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I, I think... I mean, I think they're really good players, and if they're healthy, they're going to be really good players. I mean, to me, the Kawhi is Kawhi is the most known. I mean, Kawhi is great when he is fully healthy. Um, it was Zion, you know. There's questions about the defense. Ben Simmons, there's questions about the offense and what have you. And they're players that sort of have to be fit. You have to sort of maximize them in terms of fit to some degree. Kawhi Leonard, you're still out there, and he's great. Um, and so. But, but I, you know, I mean, Zion Williamson was an all-NBA level player, one of the best offensive players in the league last we saw him. And so I think all three of those players could have great seasons. Um, all right. It, 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 it does dovetail with the uh, GM survey over at NBA.com because the third favorite to win the title, Milwaukee is one with 43% of the votes, Golden State two with 25% of the votes, the L.A. Clippers, three with 21% of the votes. Does that surprise you, and is that where you would put them? 
You know, I, my I think I think I want to say I may have said this on the show. I can't remember. My my sort of default instinct going into the preseason is Milwaukee Clippers. So I guess yeah, that has me right there with the consensus a right. little bit. I, although I think Golden State has the Clippers. I don't know. I mean, I'll make it. I'll make my own picks to the degree that they matter, which is not at all. Um, you know, next week, I guess, or whenever I need, whenever I write something, and I may change my mind. I've, I've been flirting with Philadelphia for for a while too. Um, I, I think the Clippers. You know, you wonder about the Clippers in the regular season, but if that team is fully healthy in the playoffs, I mean, we've seen Kawhi Leonard be the best player on title teams in two different cities, and they, they're deep. They have. You know the versatile two-way wing situation, like Boston had last year with Tatum and Brown. They have it in maybe a better form if they're healthy with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they have a coach that has done it before and that has consistently shown that he's a really good playoff coach. And so I, I think the, I think that Clippers team has a very high upside come playoff time. Is it surprising to you that those are the only four teams that got votes? Milwaukee, Golden State. The Clippers and Celtics. I guess Philadelphia might be the one that is left out that you might put a, put in next, maybe. Yeah, I think Philadelphia. Suns, put in maybe. Next. I, I, well, I think Phoenix is just too much messiness. Right. I think if in the absence of the messiness, Phoenix. I mean, I could I could have seen someone you know vote vote Denver. I think you're going to have some people really wonder about Denver as a breakthrough team um, with Murray and Porter coming back. Um, but beyond that, I think it's kind of hard. It's hard to really, unless, you know, you want to, I mean, no one's going to make a case for Brooklyn, but, I mean, that team has an upside, too. Um, the Grizzlies in, the, in their rankings finished fifth. Uh, Clippers, Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, Memphis, and then Dallas, Minnesota, the Lakers, and New Orleans. We've talked about this before. Fifth is perfectly reasonable, but so would fourth or sixth have been reasonable, right? Yeah, or I mean, any like, or seven to eight. Third. I, mean, <laughs> right. I, 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 I just think the West is such a, such a jumble on paper. It'll sort itself out when games start being played. I do. I don't know if this is the annual exercise in talking myself into the home team because I mean, historically the Grizzlies probably overall have been slightly better than what I projected over the years. But I really think, and I don't think I'm overreacting to preseason games. I think these preseason games have been a reminder to me that oh yeah, like Taylor Jenkins stuff works. Like in terms of regular season basketball, it just works, and I think I think the Grizzlies are going to be really solid. Whereas the Suns, I don't know, the bottom could fall out of Phoenix. It could just be a mess, and they could just break it all up. Um, I, you know, New Orleans. I mean, they've had history of underperforming, not overperforming recently. Minnesota could go all kinds of different ways. I, I, you know, is is you know Golden State. You know, their best players are older, so are their injury issues there, et cetera, et cetera. I think the Grizzlies are pretty solid, and that solid could still get them fifth or sixth if all these other teams in the West like play up to their abilities. But I think there's kind of less chance the bottom falling out of the Grizzlies than there is in some of these other teams. Well, that's why I thought maybe the thing I disagreed with the most in the GM survey was the uh, when they when they the they tried to identify the G, they voted for the toughest to predict and the toughest predict. Yeah, no, I agree. Where Brooklyn, I agree with your disagreement. Yeah, Brooklyn one, Lakers two, and Grizzlies three. If you have a hard time predicting where the Grizzlies will finish, that's fine because there are other teams that are actually hard to predict, like uh, Minnesota and New Orleans and Phoenix and 
But what is hard to predict about the Grizzlies? They're going to be a good team. And we don't know exactly when Jaron's going to come back and exactly how good he'll be, but I actually think they're pretty easy to predict. Not relatively, but that's only because so many, so many other teams are hard to predict. The Lakers, hard to predict. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the range, record-wise, I think the range with the Grizzlies is more narrow than a lot of these other teams. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see some scenario where like things just go in the tank and they're, they're at 43 games or 44 games or whatever. Whereas if you told me on some of these other teams that that happens, I'd be much less surprised. Right. Uh, a lot of attention locally on the best guard, point guard in the NBA ranking. Steph got 70 2%. Luca got 14%. He would have gotten more if everybody thinks him as a point guard. He also got votes at two other positions, uh, including best right. shooting guard at 28%. Um, but I don't think there's much disagreement. Those are the best two. Then the next three and four are Chris Paul, 10%, Trey Young, 3%. And uh, Ja was not among the others receiving votes, although he did win most athletic and win fastest with the ball. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you got to realize people are voting for one player on these things. So, right. if, if if you agree with the consensus that Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, if you call them point guards, and I do, are the two top point guards in the league, then Chris Paul and Trey Young getting votes is not an insult to John Morant. It's an insult, insult to Luka Doncic <laughs> and, and Steph Curry. It's also stupid. It's also stupid. Why would they it's get stupid. those votes? Yeah, yes. so, I assume whoever voted for Trey Young was who was the voter who just who declared Steph Curry a scoring guard and Luka Doncic uh, a small forward, and that's right. why they voted for Trey Young. But in that case, I, I think they're wrong, and that's where I would argue. I don't argue that about the the, the Steph Curry, um, Luka Doncic's votes. But if that voter de- decided those two guys aren't point guards, and thus now Trey Young is the best point guard, that's the guy I argue with. That's that's a vote that I guess should have gone to John Morant or to Chris Paul. I'd say the job ran at this point, but uh, I'd had them third on my point guard list. And so, yeah, that one dude, that one dude who voted for Trey Young, uh, you know, right. messed, messed it up. But um, that's my only real quarrel. Um, the best young core, and we talked about this when the Donovan Mitchell uh, deal was made. Do the Cavs bump the Grizzlies for best young core? And according to the NBA, they do. Agree? Yeah, and it's you know if you look at that, I mean, you, the obvious conclusion is that if you know the Mitchell trade hadn't happened, the Grizzlies would have been first in that category. Um, but like they're they're neck and neck, and I'm fine with that. And as I tweeted yesterday, like I, I look forward to the eventual Cavs um, Grizzlies NBA Finals. <laughs> that is, that is something I'm very much ready for. Uh, they're going to have to win it this year though, because Victor Wembanyama is going to win every Finals going forward, uh, and so this would be a good year to do it. The um, which team, this was interesting, and Jeffrey made the point that he thinks GMs like teams that make moves rather than teams that make small moves. So which team made the best overall moves this offseason? Uh, Cavs, 41%. Timberwolves, 17%. Uh, six, or, six or 17%. Jazz, 17%. Um, but, but that's like that's two teams swinging for the fences. The Timberwolves may, may have made one of the worst moves of this offseason. Yeah, we'll see. I certainly think there's more, there's broader. I, I think the upside, the upside chances on Cleveland, and Minnesota might be similar, but I think the downside, the long range downside stuff on Minnesota is a lot heavier than Cleveland. And so, yeah, Cleveland definitely would have gotten my vote on that one. The uh, in the most underrated player acquisition, 
First of all, what do you think of Malcolm Brogdon to Boston winning that one? Oh, I think that's a perfect. I think that's a great fit. I mean, if you you watch them in the finals. What they needed, what they were missing in the NBA Finals, was another guard who could handle and shoot and make plays and sort of help juice their offense a little bit. And to get, I mean, there are injury questions with him, which is why his value was low enough they could get him for what they got him for. But if he is healthy, to get him without giving up any anything, I think it was like a protected first round pick and some bench players who weren't in their rotation. It was something like that. I, I think that that was a great move by Boston. But number four in that category, old friend DeAnthony Melton, Philadelphia, ten percent. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a, I've been you know a pretty big Melton fan. I, I, I was I started, I wouldn't say sour, but my, my my opinion started to come down on him a little bit. Just multiple seasons of him, you know, being erratic in the playoffs for the Grizzlies. Um, I think in Philadelphia, I kind of like that because they don't. I, th- I think they need less on-ball stuff um, because, you know, they're a little less. Like last season, Embiid had a usage even higher than Ja, but he didn't play with James Harden but for like 20 games. And so you go into this season, they've got Embiid and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Like, I think they're going to have two, like, big-time shot creators on the floor pretty much all the time. And so Melton's lack of being able to do stuff with the ball is just not going to be that much of an issue for them. And I think, you know, he'll add defense, he'll add energy. I think he'll be a good player for them. It was interesting to see, you know, this is a GM survey, and, and so their perspective on coaches strikes me as interesting. And Taylor Jenkins isn't winning any categories, and he isn't placing in any categories. But he was in others receiving votes in... For everything, Everything, yeah. like best yeah. coach, best motivator, runs the best offense, runs the best defense. Like, he was – he's widely respected, it feels like, across the board. And I don't know, what do you have to do to, to when you're considered the elite? You know, I guess you, you you get to an NBA Finals or something. But that was striking, I mean, wasn't he finished, it? He finished second coach of the year last year. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so like, you know, I, I think he's kind of he's there. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, he's, I mean he, he's, he's earned all that. Um, the best, the rookie, uh, who was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft. And I didn't know if you had opinions on the rookies, particularly this year, because the Grizzlies weren't, whatever, they weren't drafting that high. Um, but, uh, it was interesting. Uh, Junior was, uh, was, is listed as the other receiving votes as biggest steal. Of course, I think he's the only undrafted player. Yes, he was. He was the only undrafted player who is listed here as a steal, but the biggest steals were uh, Jalen Duran and Tari Eason uh, at, at the top, and then A.J. Griffin at 16 to Atlanta, Shaden Sharp 7 to Portland, Jaden Ivey 5 to Detroit. Do you have any conviction, Keegan Murray uh, 4 to Sacramento, do you have any conviction on steals in the draft? I don't know about that. I mean, Tari Eason was like my favorite guy. When we talked about you know guys who might be there Fall. and wherever uh-huh. the Grizzlies were, like like he was my favorite. Uh, when we talk about guys who were projected outside the lottery, Tari Eason was my favorite of those guys who I watched. Um, so I like that. I think the thing with Jalen Duran is that it's just so clear for a guy taken. Where was he? Like eleventh or something? For a guy taken outside the top ten, he is such a clear path to being a quality right. starter in the league. He may never be a star, but it's so easy to see him being a quality starter in. in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, you know, I don't know. I think it's hard to get a handle on those guys. In terms of a little bit higher, I like Keegan Murray. I think, I think if I end up 
I might end up picking protecting Keegan Murray for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think that's it, Chris. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily <laughs> Memphian. The the Coach of the Year stuff, like the best head coaches. Well, you know they've they're they're the guys who've been around forever and have you know they're they're Eric Spolstra, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, right? Like in order to crack that group, yeah, I think Ty Lue should be in there now. And then Ty Lue is is in Monty Williams and Ty Lue are 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 sort of next. Yeah. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.